But tonight I want to share with you, minister on trusting in God. Trusting in God. And, you know, we want to make sure, and it's not a degrade or anything like that, but we want to make sure that if we have on our vehicles, or even t-shirts, in God we trust, that we know what we're displaying. Amen? As the body of Christ. It's awesome to see patrol units and emergency units uh, having in God we trust. Because we there's law enforcement officers and medical personnel that are Christians. But it's showing as they, as they patrol, as they go to help people out, who is backing them, who, who they're standing for. Amen? But as the body of Christ, as we think about this, trusting in God in our daily life, Trusting in God in whatever we do, decisions we make. And sometimes we, you know, you stop and think, in this decision, decision that I made, am I trusting God? Is this a trustworthy decision that I made, that I made through God? Did He tell me, did He minister to me through the Holy Spirit to make this decision? The trust, as we, you know, as a, at the end of, usually at the end of, each year we talk about going into the new year. But I want to encourage all of us. You know, as the Holy Spirit ministered last Sunday about a caution, as we get ready to step into 2018, that the, the enemy is going to attack. He cautioned us. Amen? So as we step into 2018, I want to, he wants to give an encouragement. I want to encourage you by the Holy Spirit. As we step into 2018, and as we get ready to from here on out, let's get put our trust in Him more than we've ever trusted before. Because in order to overcome the battles, the, the, the attacks the enemy is going to do, we're going to have to trust in Him and God more and more and more. Yes. I'm not going to say we're not going to fail, but if we fail, we repent and we get back, we keep on going forward. See, that's what, what people, a lot of people have a problem with. They, they fail, then they don't get back up and go forward. Well, I fell. I'm a failure. No. We deal with the flesh. Amen? But if you would turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Because whenever, you know, as I was thinking on this, trusting in God, there's a lot of areas until Jesus comes back that he's going to be dealing with us on his, trusting in him. Amen. Amen. We're not we're not going to make every decision. I'm going to be honest. We're not going to make every decisions exactly the way we're supposed to. Because if I told you we was, I'd have to sit down and pastor be back up here because that'd be false prop. That'd be false prophecy. Because any time that we're we're in a power powerful church. We're moving forward, and what is about to take place in 2018, the enemy is going to try to stop. And let me let me ref, let me say that when I say try to stop, capitalize try. Unless we allow him to, he's not going to be able to. He's going to try to stop us in our own personal life. Boy, I tell you what, he's tried to stop me several times. 
There's times that I have failed and I had to repent, you know, in different areas. But as we focus on what God has in store for 2018, our trust has to go higher, higher, and higher. Because if we don't, we're going to fail. We will fail. But we will not fail when we trust God more. We say, Father, help me trust you more. And how do we trust him more? Getting in his word. Seeing what his word says. And when we get into his word, we increase our faith. Faith is what's going to move. We're going to go forward with. By faith. Amen. That's the only way we're going to be able to do it because we got to have faith in God. Amen. But in Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understandings. The Amplified version says, lean on, trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. See, we've got to deal with our mind. Now, I want to probably tell you, it's going to be one of our number one things we're going to deal with is our mind. Because, you know, from the time we get up in the mornings to the time we go to bed, and even in the middle of the night, we wake up and all of a sudden, our mind's going like this. You know, you got a big decision you're getting ready to make, and your mind, and you're sleepless. But as we do, we have the mind of Christ. We remember, we have the mind of Christ. And... As we have the peace of God which passes all understanding, which keeps our heart and mind through Him. Amen? Amen. With all, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not, do not. Let me, let me, I've said this before, but when we have a word from the Word of God, from God, it's not a suggestion. This do not is not a suggestion, it's a command. Do not rely on your own under, own insight or understanding. Just because you look in the, in the newspaper or online or search, you Google something, don't mean that understanding is true. Because you can find a lot of stuff when you search something online. Amen? You're going to find false and you're going to find true. Amen? So that's the insight we don't rely on. We rely on the Word of God to tell us what we need to know and the Holy Spirit to reveal. Amen? The New Living Translation says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend. How many people depend on something? We've all depended on something. Amen? Do not depend on your own understanding. Because I tell you what, there's times that we do not did not have an understanding about something. We we have a decision to make. I don't understand this. I'm not sure how which way to go. That's when the enemy comes in to tries to get you to choose this way. I'm not relying on my own understanding, but I have to rely on the Holy Spirit to say, Go this way. Amen. Amen. But we don't rely on our own heart, our own thinking. Because our own thinking is going to say you know, you, the Holy Spirit says this, but your mind says, ah, don't do that. You're going to make a fool out of yourself. Amen? What's people going to think? That's relying on the understanding that the, the enemy is trying to get us to stop. Amen? Amen? Trusting in God is to have confidence in Him and knowing that He will take care of us 
and trusting what He said in His Word belongs to you, it belongs to you and me, to us. Amen? So if we're believing God for something, we've got to know, we've got to trust that what, when He says He supplies all of our need, see, we've got to understand He's already supplied the need. All we've got to do is say, I trust you. I receive the manifestation. One thing I like to, uh, you know, when we're praying for someone, I say, God watches over His Word to perform it. As we speak His Word, we get a hold of the Word. As we speak His Word, when we speak it, He watches over that Word to perform it. Amen? And the enemy does whatever he can to do to keep us from speaking the Word. Well, you speak this, speak this. This is what's happening. He wants us to speak what's happening. Someone get a bad report, he wants to speak what the report is. But remember, whose report will we believe? The Bible is our report. The Word of God is our report. Yeah, we might receive a doctor's uh, a report, diagnosis, but it, it, it's up to us if that's where we stop at. If we don't stop at what the doctor says, thank God for doctors. If we don't stop there and we say, no, I trust God. What God said overcomes. I like what Brother Copeland said, talking about the fact and the truth. The fact is, you, this is what they said. But the truth is what the Word of God says. Amen. So what are we going to stand for? What the fact is? Someone said, the doctor said you have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. That's fact. Uh-huh. But the truth always overcomes, outdoes Amen. the fact. Amen? Amen. So as we learn that, when we go to a doctor for a checkup or whatever, and they say, you need to do this. Yes, there is wisdom in there. If, he's, if they, she or he says, you need to do this, it's important that we do this. Do what they say. Amen? But also do it according to what the Word of God says. Let the Holy Spirit guide us and direct us, because I'm just telling you, there's times that I've failed to do what the, the doctor said, and, you know, by the time I get go back to for an appointment, I try to get everything, you know, looking good, well, they already know. They look at the card and say, you have six months that you didn't do this, or three months, you know, it's kind of like trying to do something that where God don't see it. Well, God sees all. We can't outsmart God. He sees it. Amen. So as we trust in Him for good reports, we we need to... Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. One thing He's he's, uh, 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 directed me to do, and I have actually went back a little bit, but He's here probably about a month or two ago. He corrected me and said, you need to start getting back. I lost the weight and was working on the weight I was supposed to lose. But I had fallen back and gained back most of the weight that I lost. And he's corrected me on that. And I've had, you know, my own personal struggle on that because, like, you know, it's not a sin to eat. But whenever he says, back off of that, and you don't, well, we have something we've got to repent on. Amen. And I'm not criticizing anybody. It's something that he reminded me of. It's like, as an example, we got to trust in him that saying, you need to do this. 
I need you down to this. Amen? And when he does that, when he corrected me on that, like, okay. And when he tells us to do something, it's not that it's going to be easy to do it. Just because God says do this, don't mean it's going to be easy. But one thing we can do, we can do all things through Christ. Amen? Because we know that if he tells us to do something, he's already made the way to do it. He wants us to be healthy. So what we do, allow the Holy Spirit to guide us on how to be healthy. Because sometimes it's easy to go to a restaurant and look on the menu. Oh, this looks good. And you have this uh, gigantic chocolate cake that's 2,000 calories. When you find out after you ate it, like, "Uh uh-oh, I sinned. And you say, how can you say you sinned? Because I'm... That's beyond my calorie count. So I've gone beyond what I committed to do. And as I commit, you know, I believe there's tools that, uh, on health-wise that God has made available for us to keep track of. Because if we just go out and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, we're going to be in trouble. Amen? Our bodies are going to be in trouble. Our health is going to be in trouble. Amen. And that's one thing that he's corrected me. In, and I've had, I've had a broken focus in the past. And he's, what he's wanted me to do is get my focus back on what he has told me to do. Just get my health back in where it needs to be. My body back into where it needs to be. Because I tell you what, whenever I was at the place, which I'm getting back to, that I tell you, it's like your health is so strong. There's energy there. Amen? He wants us to be able to do His work. But if He corrects us on our habits that we do, our eating habits or whatever, then it's important that we say, okay, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me on what I need to do. That's an encouragement. That's an encouragement. We don't have, we don't have to rely on our own understanding. Because we have, because as we trust God and read and study His Word, He gives us revelation, knowledge, and understanding that we need that goes beyond our own understanding. And then, and we are able to understand as we receive revelation from the Holy Spirit. How many, how many times have we, have you went to the Word and you read something and you said, I don't understand this. Used to in the King James, I, I, for a long time, longest time I had a hard time understanding it. But as the Holy Spirit started ministering to me, there's some things that, you know, when you read other translations, you cross-reference to, you know, get an understanding. You can read certain things and say, this is what this means. So, He gives us revelation Knowledge and understanding of the Word so we can understand it more. Amen? Amen. So that we, we can do it. So, how many times, you know, you get on a job and you're not understanding the job, but when they explain it to us, when they explain it to us, you're like, you know, you run this, have this machine they want you to run. You're like, all these buttons. Right? <laughs> I mean, you look at it and you're like, all these buttons, what do I do first? But they start 
step by step. You go over here, you turn it on, then you, there's these controls and they show you how to program or whatever, you know, even on computers, they show you how to start it up. The Holy Spirit, as we get into the Word of God, He says, go here. Read this. Read this reference right here. It's not that He won't give you all at one time. It's the fact that He wants us to search it out. He wants, he's, he's helping us learn it. Say, go here. Go to this verse. Read, look up faith. You go and read, look up faith. You read the definition. You're seeing how the, the program is. And as we do, we see how the Word is given to us. And we read it and study it and say, okay, revelation is coming forth. And you know what? Before you know it, that machine, you're going to be running it without no problem. Before we know, we start reading and studying the Word of God and the Revelation just keeps on going. And one thing about the Word of God is we read it to say, Pastor, on John 3.16. You can read that and say, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But if you stop and think, think about it, you say, For God so loved. Yes. You stop at loved. Loved. The world. Loved the world. You see all the things that's going on in the world. For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave His only begotten Son. So as you keep on going through there, that whosoever believeth in Him, whosoever receiveth the Word, His Word, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So as you go down through there, you see that God sent His only begotten Son for you and for me. The ones that thought, man, I'm not worthy to receive. But He breaks that down and says, I made you worthy. As we receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior, we become not our own. We receive becoming worthy to receive all that He has in store for us. Worthiness. Let me tell you something. In the natural? No. But spiritually, we're worthy. So it's important even to look in the mirror and say, I am worthy to receive all that God has in store for me. I am worthy. Yes. That's one thing the devil wants to do is try to keep us from getting our mind on saying, I'm worthy to receive. Because when we say, well, I'm not worthy, we're pretty much slapping God in the face saying, Your word, what you said is not truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So... Uh, you know, people, there's a lot of people in the world today that don't, don't think they're worthy. But as we say, you are worthy because if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He made you worthy to receive all things. Amen? That He has in store. Our yes. own understanding is unfruitful. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For I pray in an unknown tongue... My spirit prayeth, but my un- understanding is unfruitful. In Amplified, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. If I share with you what's on my mind, you're not going to receive a thing. But if I, as I share with you what's in my spirit, what He has given to me, you will receive because I'm a vessel. 
When pastor's ministering, he's the vessel. The mind starts thinking, oh, you, you know, they're not going to get to all this stuff. You say, mind, hush. Devil, shut up. You know, you tell it, be quiet. Because I, we received by the, from the Holy Spirit the revelation ministry. If I speak to you what's on my mind, one thing is, not only are you not going to get anything out of it, but it may aggravate you. It will be unproductive. Because what happens is, I will be putting the trash that I deal with, that I have not put in the trash can, with you. And what happens? You receive that trash and you're dealing not only with your problems you deal with, you deal with what I'm dealing with. Amen? So as we don't rely on our own understanding, as we rely on the understanding that God gives us, we share it with each other. His understanding is what's going to build you up. It's going to build me up. I take what I'm thinking and say, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say the Word, which is what's going to build each, build each other up. Amen? Amen. Our understanding is unfruitful. Our mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. When we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal something to us, we know that we ourselves could never have thought, thought of, never think of it with our own understanding. We, when we receive from the Holy Spirit, we're saying, this, this has to be from the Holy Spirit because there's no way I could have thought of this. Amen? One more time. When we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal something to us, we know that we ourselves could never think of it with our own knowledge and understanding, with our own understanding. We need to trust the Lord our God and receive the knowledge and understanding He has for us. When God speaks something to us, we know it's not from our own self. But it's from the understanding that He's given to us. He says, there's times that we may not understand everything He says. But as we seek Him, we say, okay, you, you give me this, but I ask you to minister to me concerning this. Because just because He gives us a word don't mean we've got it. Amen? He might, be, he might work with us for three days. And all of a sudden, piece by piece, he sit, then the third day, he, he gives a revelation that I, oh, that's what you're talking about. That's what you're talking about. Because I'm going to tell you what, if we tried to comprehend everything, He gave us everything, we would be in an area that would be considered confusion. And that's where the devil works. As he's the author of confusion. Amen? So we don't want to depend on our own understanding, of our own mind, our own thinking. God's thoughts... And ways are higher than our thoughts are in ways. If you would turn with me to Isaiah 55, 8. Isaiah 55, 8, 8, verses 8 and 9. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. The New Living Translation says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So as He ministers to us, He gives us exactly what we need to know. Every decision that we make, He reveals to what we need to do. Choose this. There's going to be times, and there's been times I know, that He says, choose this. I don't want to choose that. But He knows what's getting ready to take place. You know, you're going down the highway. And He says, turn off here. I want to get home. He says, turn off here. You you might be tired. You're you're just worn. I want to turn off here. So you do this. You turn off here. And as you do, you find out later that there might be an accident down the road. He he says, when he says for us to do something, he's not always going to tell us what's going to happen because he wants us to trust him. Trust God. God knows all. And when we go someplace, he said, you know, <laughs> you're thinking, I'm going to be 30 minutes late getting home. But you know what? At least we're going to make it home. Yeah. Or we're not going to be two days late of a serious accident. Amen? That's why we need to understand that when we trust God, he knows what's getting ready to take place. And again, as we get ready to go into 2018, the areas that He's having us go, we've got to trust God. Just when, to, like when Pastor goes to the Philippines or other areas that He's called to go, He's got to trust God to know that this is you, right? You want me to go here. Because some areas are not good. But, when we trust God, He's going to protect us. Wherever pastor goes, he, God's going to protect him with his angels. Amen. Amen? So when he tells us to go somewhere, we got to make sure that we trust him. Amen? And we our, our focus is on what he's called us to do. Hallelujah. So we can re, uh, remember our thoughts... His thoughts are not hidden from us. His ways are not hidden from us. But what we've got to do is we've got to allow ourselves to receive His thoughts, His ways. Reveal them to us. Amen? Psalms 37.3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall thou dwell in that land. And verily thou shalt shall be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. And I'm going to be, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's hard to commit our way. Especially if we want to do something, He says, don't do that. Amen? It's hard to commit our way. But we got to say, I trust you. I trust you, Father. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. 
The Amplified Version says, Commit your way to the Lord. Row and repose each care of your load on Him. Trust. Lean on. Rely on and be confident also in Him and He will bring it to pass. Roll that care. There may be a financial care. There might be a, a care. Like I said, we, someone gets a doctor's report, bad doctor's report. We got to roll that care. We trust God, but we got to roll that care. Say, Father, your word says it, that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. So therefore, when they receive a bad report, they're healed. We, we hear what the doctor says, but we take the word and say, no. This is what the Word of God says. Amen? So we rely. We, we roll that care. We repose each care up on, on the, of your load, our load on Him. We trust in Him. We lean on Him. Rely on Him. Be confident also in Him and He will bring it to pass. We can trust God in what He said in His Word that we can do, we can do. See, some fundamentals of being trusting in God, we've learned. We're seeing where we can trust God. Amen? Mm-hmm. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Strengthens me. Christ who is the Anointed One, the Messiah, He is the One who strengthens us, who empowers us, He enables us, He increases our strength. Amen? And as we look at this, as we look at this, we can rely on God. We rely on Him. We rely on Jesus, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. The way when we go do something, we know we can go into all the world and preach the gospel wherever He says. But what we got to realize, it's not in our own strength. Because I tell you, you go in the world today, and you're thinking, oh boy. Even in Anderson, Missouri, sometimes some areas are like, Lord, I need your help. I know these people. They're not unreachable, but I know them. Amen? And as I go to minister, or you go to minister, we can say, I'm doing this not in my own strength, but in the strength that you have empowered me with. Amen? We can trust God to protect us. Again, if we go into an area that we know has been known for unsafe things, and we disaster or whatever, we got to trust in Him that He's going to protect us. Amen. Amen. And we got to know, we got to trust. Say, Father, we, well, I know that you're going wherever you send me. I trust. Amen. I trust you. I will be obedient to you to do whatever you say. Amen. If you would turn with me to Psalms 91, verse 1, please. His protection is ours. His protection is ours. Verse 1 says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Verse 1 in Amplified says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable, remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. Wow. But every time I read it, 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 it's an impact. Whose power no foe can withstand. So as we go and we trust Him, wherever we go, the enemy is not going to be, the, the foe is not going to be able to stand it. Especially when we go in the name of Jesus, we declare the name of Jesus. That power is not us. It's not this. It's not this. But it's the anointing in us. It's the power of God in us. Amen. When we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we continue to abide in Jesus, as we see in John fifteen four, verse four, five, and seven, keeping our focus on Him. And His Word. We can be confident that He will protect us. As it says in uh, verse 11, that He will give His angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Amen. we got to trust that. Amen. we got to trust His protection plan. we got to trust Him. We can trust God when we do His, His Word. And the work He has called us to do, we will be blessed. We can trust Him in that. We're just not going to go into an area or minister to someone and not be blessed. Because we're, as, as we're, long as we're called to go to a certain area and minister His Word, we're doing the work He has called us to do. And we will be blessed. We will be blessed. Because we're obedient. Amen? Trusting in God is an act of faith. Mark eleven twenty two says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, or the God kind of faith. Amen. As we go forth, we trust Him. We trust Him. We say unto the mountain that's standing in front of us, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into sin. We don't doubt, but we believe. That when we speak to that mountain, it will be cast into the sea. Amen. We gotta believe that we receive it. Amen. We trust Him. We trust Him. When we trust in God, we trust in His love, for He is love. If you would turn me to First John four seven. First John four seven. See, we can see a lot of areas tonight of trusting God in our daily walk, in our daily lives with God. Amen? There's not just, there's, it's not just uh, to get up in the morning and read the Word and study. It's trusting Him to receive from that Word, be able to go, go into our day and minister where He'd have us to minister. Amen? It's not just that we put it like on a shelf in our life, just put it on a shelf and we're not ever going to use it. Because He might... Uh, we might come across somebody that says, minister this to them. 
what you read this morning, minister that. Share that to them. Just say, this is what I, uh, the Spirit of God told me to minister to you, share with you. And you know, there's times that when we do that, they say, that's the answer to what I was looking for. That verse is what I've been looking for. Thank you for sharing it. Something simple that way. You know, it may not, honestly, there's times it may not mean a whole lot to us. You know, like, okay. But when we come, when we go and, and share with somebody, they're thinking, that is exactly what I've been praying about. That's what, I've been trying to find that verse, and you, thank you. Amen? That's simple. But it's obedience to God. Amen? Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Verse 8, He that loveth God knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 9, In in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. And when we... When we, that He lived, lived, uh, lived through us, we trust Him to receive Him, and we trust that He's living through us, and we're yielding to Him. We can trust Him. We can trust His judgment, because He knows all. Amen? We trust that judgment. That we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His his Son to be the propitiation of, for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. Amen. In order to love one another, we've got to trust God. Because when He says, love them, we've got to have trust. We've got to have faith in His love. For He is love. There's times that we may have to say, Father... Help me love this person. We may have an issue loving somebody. Amen? Amen. Help me love them with your love. Yes. I believe I've shared that before. Help me love them with your love. And all of a sudden, like the Holy Spirit just brings His love, just starts just pouring down on us. Because, and we're ready to receive. We're saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as we do that, we can think of that person and thinking. My gosh, I had that problem with them. I love them. Before it was like, how could I love them? But now as we received His love for them, we're thinking, you got to be joking. I allowed myself to have that anger with them and all I had to do is receive the love for them. Then when you say, I must have been crazy not to, to love them. Amen? Because I tell you what, when the Holy Spirit sh- shares the love abroad, He shares it in, with us. It's like, wow. It, we look at the person and thinking, boy, I love them with the love of the Lord. I love them with the love of the Lord. It, 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 his love is amazing. His love is it just... Really unthinkable. It's like, wow. Wow. His love makes us just say, wow. Of how much He loves us. How much He gives us the love to love others. Amen? Amen. 
Again, verse 11, Beloved, if thou, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And He will give us His, He has given His love to us to love one another. In ending, in closing, this is something that we see in the world today and even in our area of fear. As we trust in God, we can refuse to fear. When we get a report that's, not, that's contrary to the Word of God, what we got to make sure is we got to refuse to fear. How many has received the report in the past? And it, it may not have been a serious report, but you're like, uh-oh, I messed up. Fear comes in. What am I going to do? You get a report from the bank. What am I going to do? Amen? You get a report from a family member. What am I going to, what are we going to do? Fear comes in. But what we got to do is decide. I, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Trusting in God who is love, we can refuse to fear. 1 John 4.18, if you would turn me there. Once, once fear comes in, it's not stopping. Fear is not going to stop because that's the tool of the enemy. Some people are afraid to go outside their house because of fear. Some people are afraid to get in their vehicle and drive down the road because of fear. Well, I make it to where I'm going. Amen? Some people are afraid to go to their job. Some people are just afraid to do anything. But we can refuse to fear. First John 4.18 There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. If you've ever dealt with fear, it has torment. Fear does a lot of things. It goes against our health. Amen? It gets us to what we don't want. It's like, it's torment. It will torment us to where we're afraid to do anything. We're afraid to say anything to somebody because of what they're going to say. But as we refuse to fear, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We need the love of God. We need to trust His love to be in us. To where when the situation rises up, I refuse to fear. What's that got to do with the situation? Fear makes it worse. I fear, people fear what the situation is going to do to them. Fear of going, of what, if I don't pass that test, what's it going to do? Failure. But as I as we go, if you go to take a test, I refuse to fear. I will do good on this test. Faith, we increase our faith and we 
And fear has to go. Faith overcomes fear. Because faith and love, there's nothing like it. Amen? In the Amplified Version, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist in love. So if you ever come to the point where you're kind of dreadful, we need to check our love. Amen? We need to check our love. Because that's an indication. I'm dread- <laughs> If I'm dreading something, I- there's something that I'm doing wrong. Amen? There's no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear outdoor- out of the doors. Out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so, he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. Is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. But as we do, we choose to love. We choose to allow the love of God to rise up in us. It's amazing as you do a study on love, what it changes. Perfect love. First of all, we've got to know that God is love. God is love. And as we have God in us, as we have God in us, perfect love dwells in us. And I, I you, anybody, can choose by the, by the leading of the Holy Spirit to make a decision based on love. Based on love. Fear rises up. Okay, I need to check my love. My love level. Amen? Because when, I mean, there's been times that I've made a decision or trying to work on a decision and fear tries to rise up. What the enemy is doing is trying to cause us to make the wrong decision. Wait a minute. I, I sense that this is fear. So I'm going to love. I'm going to check my love level. My trust in God. When I trust in God, I trust in His love. When I trust in His love, I know that He is love. So as His love increases in me, I know I don't have to fear. Fear tries to direct us a different way. In a decision that we're trying to make, when fear rises up, the enemy uses that to direct us, guide us in a different way. Knock us off course. But with the love of God. Again, in the study of love, it's amazing what love can do. Of course, God is love. So if we say, look, if we look at love, we see God. We see God, we see love. The new, uh, a new way we can look at it. It's, it's not a new way, it's a revelation to us. God is love. God dwells in me. Fear has no place. Amen. I can refuse to fear. And honestly, I'm supposed to refuse to fear. This is a command. Love. When I love, there's no room for fear. Amen? Mm-hmm. So, 
tonight, I just again, I want to encourage us to trust in God, trust in His love. There's, like I said, there's times that He want that we worship the love of somebody, show someone love. It may be a situation where in the past we haven't had a good relationship with the person, but He tells us, show them my love. Show them my love. Because all they know is our past. How it was in our past. But what we do is we say, I choose to love. I trust what you say, Father. I trust what you say. I trust your love. And you are love. So as I go to make something right, as I go to just just give someone a smile, that will show them that I'm changed. That will show them that there's something different. Because... If someone only knows what the sinful life that you used to have, that's what they're going to expect. When I come to them, they're going to be doing the same thing. But when we show them God's love, they're going to think, this ain't the same person I used to know. That gets their curiosity up. What happened? They ask us, what happened? I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I have the love of God in me. So I can love you. See, that's one thing a lot of people in the world today are looking for. They're looking for love. You know, that's like that one song, looking for love all in all the wrong places. But as we look here... We're looking in the right place. That's where we start at. Amen? Amen. In the Word of God. Learning about His love. Learning about Him. And as we do, it's going to make people look at us and say, you have changed. You have changed. Because we have changed by the love of God. And we can encourage others say, I love you with the love of the Lord. And they can say, I want to know more. And that's where our starting point, starting point can be with them. Amen? Where we can minister to them.